Hello and welcome back to Take 10 for Men, 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia Hatsis. I am the host of the show and today we have a special guest in Luke McLeod. Now, you may recognize Luke from the telly. He's a former contestant on Sophie Monk's season of The Bachelorette. But reality TV is far behind him now, and every day Luke brings the gift of meditation to dozens of Australians. He's the founder and head meditation guide of Soul Alive, a new age online meditation studio. Luke first got into meditation to improve his productivity at work, and he has experienced firsthand how meditation and mindfulness can change your life for the better. Now, he teaches others how to practice mindfulness and meditation, passing on the gift that has given him so much. Luke is a wonderful and wise man. I hope you guys get a lot out of this discussion. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and leave a review so that more people can find the podcast. But most importantly, enjoy the chat. Luke McLeod, welcome to Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health and support their mates. It's a pleasure to have you. I would like to ask you first, straight off the bat, how you are, Mm. but I would love if you Mm. could tell me what you would rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. So if one was like the lowest of lows and the 10 is the highest of highs, where would you say you fit on that scale today? Uh, well, thank you. And it's lovely to be here. Um, I think what you're doing is a a great initiative and, um, I'm excited to kind of share my thoughts around what we're going through right now and hopefully some uh, good tips to help some people out there. Um, how am I doing? I'm, I'm doing quite well. Uh, I would rate myself bang on right in the middle. So a five, and that might sound worse than what it is, but it's, it's actually funny that you asked that question. I, I've been having a few conversations around what I like to call finding the middle point, because I think the middle point is where a lot of uh, solace and peace can be found. And you can look at things quite objectively rather than, you know, being on one end of the spectrum. So if I was a 10, I think people who are in a 10 can kind of get a little bit delusional because it's, it's not all good right now. Do you know what I mean? And that's okay. It's, we can't and we shouldn't pretend that I think it is all good. So um, I often recommend or even check in with myself to kind of nudge myself more to the middle point. I am around that. I had a good meditation this morning. I've done a few things for my self-care and uh, working through the day and um, having a cup of tea. So there's still lots of things to be happy and grateful for. Awesome. Well, we are going to get back to gratitude and I do want to talk about meditation, but to start with, I'm going to keep it a little bit light, but also a little bit serious. I first came across you when you were a contestant on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, not The Bachelor. I'm curious a little bit about what that was like being in the spotlight on reality TV and the impact that that might have had on your mental health and your well-being and the criticism that you might have been subject to after the show ended. Can you give me a little bit of an insight into what that period of your life was like for you and the challenges that you experienced when you're on reality TV? The, the reason why I threw myself into that experience was I had recently, 
recently gotten back from India and I spent some time over there really throwing myself into the culture, the tradition, the learnings, the teachings about meditation and mindfulness. And one thing that I learned while I was over there is that I was, I'd always lived a fairly comfortable life. I didn't really throw myself into things that I um, felt there was conflict or things I couldn't handle or have control over. The first time I actually kind of let go and, and did something that was just completely foreign to me on a, on a big scale was really that one-way ticket to India. And I came back from that saying, okay, I'm going to throw myself into more opportunities and things that I never thought I would do. And going on national TV uh, a, a, on a dating show is certainly something which I never would have thought I would have done. It's probably the furthest thing from uh, the type of person that I, that I am. But that was a, a good indication for me to, to do it. So yeah, so I did that and it did. It opened me up to a, a whole different world, lots of different stresses, pressure. But overall, like it's something I would highly recommend people to, to do. Um, get out of their comfort zones, try new things, put yourself in difficult, weird positions that you have to get through. You'll learn so much more about yourself doing that than just kind of coasting by. Um, one of the great, wonderful uh, flow-on effects from that experience is that I've now been able to reach people who through that channel probably would have never considered or thought about meditation or mindfulness. I would love for you to share why is meditation and mindfulness so good for your mind, body and soul? If we were to kind of roll it up into what are the, the biggest benefits that it's done for me, it just made me enjoy life more really. And I think that is just, that's the essence of why we're here is to really kind of squeeze life for what it's worth. I mean, it, not to sound too cliche, but we've only got one of it, you know, one life and we're not here for very long when you really think about it. Um, and it goes to, like science knows how much time we spend caught up in our heads thinking in our lost in our thoughts while life is slipping by. And I've seen it in my grandparents and I don't know whether you've seen with your parents or grandparents where, they get to a certain age and they look back and they go, shit, where did life go? You know, I don't want that. And I think the beautiful thing about meditation is that it pulls or pushes yourself into the present moment. That's where life exists. It's just this thread of right here, right now, us having this conversation is life, right? So meditation is the, is the proactive exercise of training ourselves to be more and live more in the present moment. And I think that in itself is such a beautiful gift and something we just don't do or because we society has conditioned us to always be caught up in our mind. Um, and not to say that that's a bad thing. Like I think a lot of, it's probably where I differ on uh, with other meditation teachers in some ways that they seem to think that it's all just about constantly just living in the, in the present moment like it's just that's what enlightenment is and i i differ on that because i think the thinking mind certainly serves a purpose otherwise why were we created with it you know i just think the balance of how much time we spend in each of these different modes is way out of whack right so a bit more time spending in the present moment that's what meditation does and enjoy the thinking time when you've got that and yeah so that, that's the that's the big the big one, everything just snowballs from that. If, you, if you're enjoying life more, if you're experiencing it more, if you're here now more, 
less worry because you're not in your in your thoughts less anxious this is all the good things start to just flow on from that but that's the um that's the top of the the pinnacle reason is there a common thread as to what's missing and in people's lives and what changes them like how how does meditation how have you noticed meditation and mindfulness particularly in men i'm curious about because this chat is all mm. about how men can manage their mental health and support each other like what are sort of the key takeaways that you can think of if you think about all the people that you've interacted with what is the reason that they come to you and what is the thing that they get most often out of you particularly for men and i can just i suppose speak to my own experience with it which i think a lot of men can relate to i originally was attracted to meditation it had nothing to do with a spiritual endeavor or i actually felt pretty good within my mental space um i originally got into to meditation to help me with work it was something that back about 15 years ago when i was looking into all of the different practices habits that successful people did in their lives like whether it was in business sport um, even in the arts, the creatives, one of the things I found is that a lot of these really successful people, most of them meditated. And I, at the time I found that fascinating because I thought back then meditation was something hippies did that lived in Byron Bay and had no drive, you know what I mean? But it was the complete opposite. All these people who at the best of their game, like Muhammad Ali, the greatest boxer of all time, Steve Jobs, one of the most, you know, amazing minds and entrepreneurs ever, they both meditated. And I was just like, okay. Maybe there's something a bit more to this. So that's the reason why I started. And I think having that conversation with a lot of men kind of removes that element of the, the woo-woo, which can often be attached and associated with meditation. Um, so that in itself makes it a little bit more appealing to men, first and foremost. Most people still come to me because they are at a point where they are struggling with their mental health uh, because meditation is often prescribed so much out there now as a way of helping with anxiety, depression, and um, difficult emotions, which it certainly can. The interesting thing though, is well, one of the things I recommend that when people come to me and they say, oh, my, my GP, my GPs prescribe it now actually as, a, as something that you should do. Like they said it to my dad, he should try it because um, he's uh, had high blood pressure. <laughs> and he was like, what? my son teaches it i never thought i'd do it as part of like a, a for a medical reason but yeah most most people come to me with because they've feeling some way that you know they're they're anxious they they finally kind of got to the point where like i need to do something about it the funny thing though is meditation doesn't fix your problems right which i think a lot of people think it does it doesn't it just puts you in a better state to be able to deal with them and then uh handle them right one of the key things I actually recommend when people come to me is like, okay, I'm grateful that you're here now, that this reason has led you to here um, and that you've taken action on it. But now one of the best things that you can do to allow meditation to do its magic is now to just let go of what you want it to do for you. So in other words, like if you can, like just completely just enjoy the experience, let go of what you actually want it to do for you, like to decrease your stress and all of that. Because if you go into it wanting it to do something for you, then it resists because meditation is a whole process of letting go and surrendering and um, which is foreign to us because we always, well, we generally go into things wanting an outcome, right? A lot of the people that I have spoken to already 
have mentioned several things that is a common thread in how they manage their mental health, which is gratitude, mindfulness, nature, and exercise. Like four absolutely fundamental non-negotiables. That is actually my next question for you is, you live close to the ocean. You and I both live in, on the northern beaches of Sydney. So we're very lucky to be close to the water. And, you know, I know obviously that you practice mindfulness and meditation every day. What are the strategies that you employ to manage and look after your mental health and well-being? You're pretty much bang on. Like there's, I think there's a top five sort of toolkit that you can reach into that are, that are you go to is for mental health. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's those ones which, which look after the body, the mind and the soul and what does that. And, you know, the research, the science is there that things like exercise is definitely up there. The chemical reaction, which happens when you're exercising is a wonderful way to relieve stress. Um, anxious energy through the body and the mind. So yeah, I try to get out and go for a walk or run F45 <laughs> when I can um, do things like that, which is, it makes me feel good. And the body clears the mind out as well. Uh, nature as well. It's one of my top ones going for a surf growing up on growing up in uh, Newcastle. It's uh, one of the key things that you pretty much do when you're around there. So I grew up surfing. So I love that getting in the ocean, trying to eat as healthy as, as possible, drink water, get enough sleep. <laughs> They're not hard things, but honestly, like we just often forget them and maybe take them for granted. But if you stick at it, then uh, they can do wonders for your mental state. I always finish by asking about gratitude. And I would love to know, Luke, what you are most grateful for today. I'm grateful for oh, i don't know it's just so many things <laughs> just listen just roll it, so many... roll it off go for it oh grateful for i had a really nice meditation this morning that was really really cool just down in the um near the beach with my dog um grateful that i have a beautiful loving partner grateful that i've got great friends that i love what i do um that i've got loving family you know that the breeze is blowing through the window you know so many great things thank you so much for joining me have a wonderful day and say hi to Britt for me give them my love i will i will take care